Hi everyone and welcome to the eighth episode of Conversations with Stephen. My name is Stephen Izu. This is the third of four episodes in the series Science, Technology and the Future. Today I have with me two medical students and at such we are going to be talking about medicine, health and technology. The first of the two people I have with me her name is Jemima Omorobe. Jemima is a medical student at um, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, located in Kumasi, Ghana. Jemima, you are welcome to Conversations with Steven. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. The second person I have with me is, um, he's, he's also a medical student. His name is Emmanuel Emenike Alimama. Manuel is a medical student at the University of Oradia, located in Oradia, Romania. Manuel, you're welcome to Conversations with Stephen. Pleasure to be here, Stephen. Oh, cool. Okay, we're going to start immediately. Um, as I said earlier, today we're going to talk about medicine, health and technology. And I'm sure we're going to learn a lot. Ima, I'm going to start with you. What is the field of medicine all about? Um, medicine has such a broad scope of explanation, but to narrow it down, medicine can just be defined as a field of health and um, healing that is and includes. Um, specific people which have gone through training over the years, including nurses, doctors, various specialists that are very well well versed in their in their fields. It covers diagnosis, covers treatment, prevention of disease, um, further medical research, and many other aspects of health that are still yet to be discovered. Okay, so it's. It is just, um, it is majorly based on the health of individuals all over the world. Yes, the health and healing of individuals globally. Okay, that's good. Ima, how do you rate the current system of producing medical personnel at your school? I mean, right now you are in college, so you are learning, you are preparing to become a medical personnel in the future. So how do you rate the current system of education where you are? Um, the system of education for medical students around the world, um, the, the specific span should be about six years and it's the same, it's the same for us here. Um, okay. During the six years, you have the clinical years and you have the um, learning years, which yeah, they go hand in hand together, but they are separate. Like distinctively from the first to the third year, most of your most of your classes are theoretical. You have some labs. Um, then from the third year to the sixth year, you go to the hospital. You start communicating with your patients, getting a, getting a, a, a knowledge of what it is to be a real doctor, and so on and so forth. How how is that? 
medical um how is that edu- 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 educational system affected by te- te- technology well here in our school due to the advantages of technology the you can you can see majorly in the labs that we do like in the experiments when you carry out a theoretical aspect of the of the learning you go to the labs and because of the level of technology it has greatly improved over the past years and you can see that in testing for from from blood testing from blood groups to to various other experiments that we can use just to learn as medical students and this cannot be possible without technology and this technology in this day and age is so common to say the least but about 200 years ago this sort of technology will have been considered witchcraft you know so impossible to fathom that this kind of it could be so easy that's how, that's the way technology has improved our way of learning in the medical school so it has greatly helped you you guys who are medical students yes it helped us and it has helped us to further understand the human body which is basically what medicine is all about guys and um, human medicine mm, yeah okay wonderful Okay, Jimmy, I'm going to come to you at this point. Okay. What can you say? Yeah, yeah. What can you say about the impact of medical technology on medicine and the health of people all over the world? Like, you know, Imano just spoke about how technology helped helps him as a student in the labs he he take um and the uh, tests that he runs as a medical student. and in also other diagnostics but in your own understanding what can you say about the impact of medical technology both on medicine and on the health of people all, all over the world okay um basically generally we know that um technology plays a very important role in um almost every basically every industry right now and medicine is not left out and with medicine we have improved care and efficiency we are able to we've been able to save more patients and improve their quality of life through the use of um technology let me be practical and give more examples Take for instance right now we have um surgeries which are very very minimally invasive and um because it's minimally invasive on the normal day or I'd say in the past when like patients undergo such um surgeries they have to stay in the hospital for like maybe a week or two trying to recover but right now because of the use of technology we do minimally invasive surgeries and in a day or two the patient is up and about that's just like one example of what the use of technology in medicine even our imaging right now taking of um biopsies samples it's like on a whole different level compared to let's say 20 30 years ago we have x-rays we have ultrasound we have mri we have ct scan we can take 
images of the human body, which in the past you can imagine that um, for for the only way to know what exactly was wrong it, some time ago was only when the person had died and then the person is opened up and like that's the only way to know but right now we have various imaging modalities that's another aspect and um, also public health in medicine has been greatly improved take for instance um the we we already just or oh, should i say we are still in the midst of it experiencing a pandemic but we can um see the effect of technology like how technology has helped us during this period like the information is out there what's so far what doctors have been able to do put together um the symptoms they experience with their patients like it's just out there everybody every has access to it the results so far out there everybody can just assess it and like it's 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 so i feel like it's a whole lot for me to even talk about there are many 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 aspects of life or aspects of medicine sorry that have been greatly improved by technology we also have um healthcare trackers wearables and sensors like right now Patients don't even have to come to the hospital and wait in the consult um wait in the waiting rooms to see a doctor. Right now they can be in their homes and there are trackers or there are like apps. Like basically there are like apps for almost everything. Like people who have hypertension, for instance, take for instance, there are trackers that take record or measurement of their um blood pressure and after a particular some of them even sent when it's taken they are sent to the doctor and some of them to after a while they have to go to the hospital for the doctor to go through the measured um readings over a period of time so this is like a few of what i can say about the impact of technology for medicine and the one that i'll stress on is um i think We've been able to prevent more deaths as a result of technology. That's what I So that's like the impact of technology on medicine. That's really good. I mean, it's it's a great idea to have the understanding that me as a human, I have the opportunity to have a, a more better health care due to technology okay um Jemima, you just spoke so so much now about the impact of technology mega technology on medicine and the health of people but how does this affect medical personnel all over the world you spoke majorly on how it affects patients and how it affects medicine and how it, how it affects people but does this affect medical personnel in any way okay and i'd say it has made us more efficient in um, offering health care take for instance um there's something called uh out out i get the name but there's, okay, no there's there's yeah there's something 
which um, in the medical school at first, um, earlier before now, for learning medical students, they had to make use of cadavers that's like humans, dead dead people, like cut open and for us to see the human body. And but there's a type of technology right now that um, the the human body is is like a 3D print out of the human body and like it's simulated it's like a human and studies have shown that doctors who have been trained with these devices are better <laughs> than um, those who um, had to use like the cadavers and um, for, for, for learning so I think with the upcoming doctors the use of technological devices is is making us better. Okay, our practice too is better. Like I, I spoke I spoke earlier on about um, remote monitoring. Like you can monitor a patient like accurately. Unlike in the past, that let's say if a patient is supposed to come for checkup today, and because of one thing or the other, they are not able to come or lack of funds for transportation and stuff like that. They are not able to come, we, we lose out. But right now, because of the use of trackers and sensors, they don't even need to come to the hospital. Like the, the information or the data you want can be taken right there at home, like with the patient, and then you get it just where you are in the office. So that's another one. Um, also, like I said about the public health sector, um, because of proper, more proper and detailed information and data collection, the, the, the development of drugs, vaccines, is, is, is like, it's crazy. Take for instance, the time when Ebola was out there, because of how much um, data collection and information going around the world, the vaccine was produced like, in quite a short time compared to the past where measles and stuff like that was ravaging the world. And it took the amount of time it took to produce vaccines back then and now, like it's, it's, it's different. So that's how it has affected medical personnel and those who are practicing and those who are still learning over the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jemima. Okay. Um, thank you so, so much, Marvel and Jemima. We've just finished talking about the impact of technology and medicine. We're going to go to the second part of this episode. Jumima, why is the access to quality healthcare limited in most parts of the world? What I think, I think because um, right now, most, most, you see, technology is taking over um, most of our medical procedures and technology is involved and some of these equipments are quite expensive like a lot of money and so far not most countries have not invest, invested 
so much in um, medical care. So I would say that's one of the reasons why it's difficult to um, assess quality healthcare. Some of these um, countries have very good doctors, but they are limited to what they can do as compared to countries where um, they have most of these equipments. And also, um, it also depends on the, the, the education system, the quality of doctors who are produced from the medical schools. And you can't compare someone who has been properly trained, the output of someone who has been properly trained to someone who just went through medical school and is merely holding the degree and can do close to nothing. So I think these are two reasons that affect um, the quality of healthcare in okay. some part of the world. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Emmanuel, let me ask you. Dreamer talked about the um why and Dreamer said that the reason why medical care is scarce is limited in most parts of the world, especially one of the reasons is that it's expensive. But why why is medical care expensive? Like why can't I mean we are humans and <laughs> why can't we just say okay let, let this just be a free thing everybody that wants health treatment come for free why is it expensive why is it and why is it so expensive well it comes down to a lot of things while medical care is expensive if you think about first of all like the drugs that doctors administer the drugs come from pharmacies that is, they, they come from pharmaceutical companies. I mean, that is, and these companies they are majorly very, very interested in capital. That they, they only want majorly um, money, so to say. So, if you consider um, the drugs coming from there, just the drugs coming from there, the pharmaceutical companies make billions in in drugs just from um in billions in manufacturing drugs and in selling drugs so you can imagine the amount of money that they come about with and the ceos of such companies don't want to let go of such capital that's this is just the medical aspect that is, this is just the medicine aspects of it then if you go to the other aspects of medical care in the hospitals, doctors have been trained from the from schools, and those schools they charge a lot of money. Also, everything always evolves around the capital of the of the hospital. So those schools combine with the hospitals. You get what I'm saying? Yes, of course. In order to train doctors, so all that capital required to train the doctors to run the hospital and to generally to keep the hospital going and to preserve the patient life support um, oxygen for for patients who are like for instance patients who are on life um, on that need support for from this coronavirus that need ventilators all those cost money so and they cannot just be produced for free so that brings about the question of why it's so expensive 
that is the answer to the question. There's a lot wow. of capital that is derived into making all this equipment. As um, Jemima also said that even this, even the um, even the transmission of you know, information, the satellites. Most hospitals will have satellites that um, signal or broadcast information that keep records of the hospital. All this. Um, computer-based technology also requires a lot of maintenance, a lot of money. So you cannot just dispense the fact that capital is very important in the field of medicine. That's why the field of medicine is very, very expensive. Mm. <laughs> I just learned so much from you right now. Thank you so much for that information. Um, is there is there a way of reducing the cost for medical care while keeping its quality high? Um, and like Emmanuel, the, the question is, is is for you also. Is there a way of reducing the cost for medical care while still keeping its quality high? I mean, of course, you just spoke about capital, and so it's so obvious that it's the 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 fees and the and the, the price for medical care is going to be so so expensive but is there a way to at least subsidize the co- subsidize the cost a little why still keeping it its quality high wow that's a that's a really tough question but i don't think there's just one solution the solution starts with majorly the governments of the countries like in the us a lot of a lot of capital is being spent on the medical care system and a lot there's a lot of fighting about how the the system should go most families drown in debt for mm. just medical bills that in some other countries then the, the debt may not be as so high as that so it comes down to the government of these countries that are willing and able to devise plans to reduce the cost of medicine to that's even these countries, these governments have the power to put in check these pharmaceutical companies that make a lot of capital from producing drugs, selling drugs at higher prices than they produce. They have a lot of, they have a big role to play in the, in the, in the reduction of costs in the medical facilities. And they can also, the government can take most of the costs out of the system. Like, um, I think that's what Obama was trying to do by with Obamacare in the US, was trying to take most of the costs out of the system of medicine. Um, but the system was still flawed, but it still had a long way to go in the process. Um, so maybe the last thing I'll say about this is, um, they can try to move the care closer to the patients. That's basically what uh, I can say about that. Um, Dreamer, do you have anything to say about this? Like reducing the cost of medical care by keeping its quality high? Okay, um, not so much. It's still like, what what I have to say is about the governments of the various countries. Yeah, They, they can it, much much work lies on them like it lies in the government of the country that's what I can say okay wow
we've come to we've come to almost the end we are entering the final section of this episode we spoke about the impact of technology on medicine and just now we spoke about financial cost of healthcare finally I'm going to ask you both these questions, but I'm going to start with Jemima. Um, Jemima, how do you see the medical industry in five to ten years? Um, okay. Mostly it will be improvement of what we have now and then the invention of many, many complex things that right now I might not even have insight into. Mm. Take for instance, um, right now I think some of some of these things are more like okay, okay. Take uh, let me give you there are science fiction movies that you see things being done in medicine. I think in five to ten years time, those things will become a reality. For instance, 3D printing. Right now, um, I think in some part of the world, I think it's it's been started. 3D printing allows you to for, take, for instance, for um, individuals who have lost limbs or even body organs. 3D printing allows doctors to um, get. <laughs> I don't even know how to how to say. Some of these things are really, 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 really like it's just mind blowing. But then 3D printing, for instance, like this, it's it's instead of sitting down to now use plastic to mold prosthetic limbs for patients 3d printing allows the doctors to um to help these patients and it's it's way faster it's faster than what we have in the past um 3d imaging too imaging to 3d images to have some images have evolved into 3D and you can see that it's more it makes it it makes it more like you can relate to it. it gives you a three dimension imagine something in two dimension and three dimension in three dimension like it's more real like if I can put it that way that's one mm. aspect then robotics the use of robots in medicine um right now I think it has also started, but like I said, I know that in five to ten years, these things will be improved upon. It will be more common around, and there will be even more crazy, far technological advances that I have no insight to right now. Robotics, um, with the way it's going, there are surgeries now that, um, robots like <laughs> the doctors just control the robots too do the surgery yeah it's it's happening i don't know if it's like real or <laughs> i don't know if it's real but <laughs> i see yeah i see videos of these things and i don't know if it has already started but i know in like you said five to ten years time these things will be like very common around yeah. and there's also a um, robotic exoskeleton this is for like patients who have who are crippled, who are, who are paralyzed in their limbs. This exoskeleton is connected to their brain and it takes impulses from their brain. Like 
if they want to move their hands for instance the impulses received from the brain moves the robot and the robot is connected to their hand so like the hand just moves like so mm. basically we'll get to a point where nobody will be crippled nobody will be paralyzed because we have these robots around which people can have access to like i talked about uh uh-huh, what the term i wanted to remember earlier some time ago was augmented reality where i was talking about um medical students don't really have to use cadavers nowadays because we have these 3d bodies like they are they are they are made for medical students you can use it to learn all the anatomy you want without having to work on a real body and also mm-hmm. virtual reality there's augmented reality and there's virtual reality virtual reality um this one take for instance a woman in labor virtual reality can take her to like another just take her mind off the pain and the stress of the moment it's it's some kind of yeah. um, um technology yeah virtual reality too is for example surgeons can practice a, a surgical procedure like a full surgical procedure using virtual reality without even getting to touch like a live body there's also artificial intelligence and artificial intelligence it's it keeps progressing and progressing and progressing and i'm sure in five to ten years times it will be really 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 like uh, the computer or technology will be able to give diagnosis accurate diagnosis because right now there are algorithms out there that are able to mine medical records and then design treatment plans based on like a series of um records and data so far and even creates drugs way faster than um in the lab or in the pharmacies where the pharmacies where um pharmaceutical companies academy where these drugs are made so i think in five to ten years times this is what and much more <laughs> of what the medical industry will become because, yeah. oh, okay um emmanuel let me just come to you quickly because of our time um jima spoke so so much about so so much so much about the medical industry what the medical industry is going to be like in five to ten years from now um but i want to ask you based on what she said how do you see the world not the medical industry now how do you see the world how do you see humanity in five to ten years as a result of the improvement in medical technology and, and medicine um well first of all as a result of this advancement of all these medical um, technologies and all, all the drugs and everything, the vaccines, definitely um, there will be a better living, a better state of living for humanity and um, the environment. That is, a, that is the first um, big possibility. But there's also a possibility of with greater improvements, they come greater um, threats or diseases. Mm. Like, as we can see now, the coronavirus, which keeps all of us at home right now, online classes and all that, 
with the increase of medical um, technology and all that, um, eventually this virus, the vaccine, the vaccines already, they are already developing vaccines on this virus and some of them have promising results, some have side effects and all that. But definitely this, this vaccine, there will be a time where the coronavirus will be a thing of the past. But with that, there also comes the possibility of new viruses, new parasites, new bacterias that have been resistant, uh, that may become resistant to the antibiotics that we currently have, like very resilient strain of bacterias and viruses will also emerge with the eventment of this medical technology. Um, Generally, there will be a greater, greater, um, greater ability to tackle these diseases. Like with the medical research that is going on, there are more effective ways that we can tackle viruses, we can tackle bacteria without losing a lot of lives that we lost this past year, millions of people because of the coronavirus. So, if, um, essentially, the medical and the medical um, aspect of the world will be able to prevent such um, catastrophes from happening again before it gets to a breaking point because if we have a system that is dedicated to improving this um, the well-being of human lives there will definitely be a rate of faster response to treat human lives and to better the the and to better the well-being of humans in general even oh. even as andrema said all these advancements in cyborg technology that prosthetics that can be attached to the human the human body the basically the human being will be more resilient against diseases and will be more resilient against accidents Will be able to recover faster um more treatments will be available more different strain of therapies will be available for the humans in essence there will be a better future for us if we can advance the medical sector of the world yeah thank you so much emmanuel and jemima we have come a long 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 way but i'm going to ask you guys just this final question um, Emmanuel, I'm going to, to start with you. you. You you spoke about the possibility the of what the world is, is going to look like five, ten years from now. But what can young or what should young medical students do in view of this? I mean, things are happening, te- technologies are coming out, new new technologies come out every day. So what do what should your young medical students do in view of this? Should they just sit and just say, okay, that's good. Wow, that's good. Or should they do something else? Well, firstly, um, young people are very inclined to pursue what gets their attention. And the medical field is nothing short of that. A field where it is always changing, always dynamic, always interesting. The young people of this generation now, 
in the light of all these advancements, we can choose to be a part of this change to to get on board with the fast track moving um, medical economy to move and better understand this this field of medicine that we all come to know young people have a responsibility to tackle this field head on and not shy away it sounds more easy it's easier said than done but i'm sure that the young people of the world are ready for this task Jerima, what should young people, young medical students, and also maybe those who are not in the medical field, what should they do in view of what we've talked about today? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, the future of healthcare is it's, it's evolving and it's shaping up in front of our very eyes with advances in digital healthcare technologies such as what I've mentioned earlier on like artificial intelligence, virtual reality, 3D printing and so on. So my advice to young people out there is that we have to familiarize ourselves with these like every latest development in order to be able to control technology. Make sure that you are not left behind. Work hand in hand with technology as a healthcare worker so that you can embrace emerging healthcare technologies and stay relevant in the coming years because like you you cannot just be left behind. You can't be left behind. Imagine that um someone dies because you you don't know you don't know how to like this could be something that could have been prevented, something that could be avoided if you made use of a, a particular technological device and because of your should I say in quotes ignorance a, a, a death occurs like that, that that would be really bad so we should embrace these um, evolving technologies as they happen as they as they as they okay embrace and make sure you stay relevant over the years that's what I can say Wow, wow, wow. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Hmm. Today I learned so much. I'm not a medical student, but I learned so, so much. And I'm pretty sure, I'm honestly, absolutely 100% sure that anyone listening to this episode also learned so much. Jemima and Emmanuel, thank you so, so much. It was a wonderful opportunity. It was a wonderful time that we had together. Thank you so much for being guests on Conversations with Stephen. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this episode, I'm very, very grateful. Thank you so much for deciding to listen. If you learned something, share this episode with with a friend of yours so that they also can learn and in so doing we are going to make the world a better place i'm grateful to god for the opportunity to host this podcast um i'm honestly i'm honestly grateful to god If, if you have a question a suggestion or a topic you feel we should talk about on this podcast remember it should be something that relates with young people send me an email send an email to C-W-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-2-0 
at gmail.com c-w-s-t-e-p-h-e-n two zero at gmail.com I'm very very grateful for this wonderful moment thank you so much bye bye and see you next time